Hello, dear listeners. It is I, DJ Star Sage, coming to you once again from the Lady Demora, Her Majesty's carriage. Where else would I be? It is Tuesday evening. The sun is just about set, and the skies are a gloomy gray, just sprinkling a tad little bit. And I am just heading on home of my work day at the candy shop. How are you? And what have you been up to? I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line. DJStarsage at gmail.com Tweet me on Twitter at DJStarsage Let's see, where did we leave off? Oh, by the way, it's 46 degrees out. So we have definitely left the freezing temperatures, but we are not quite basking in the sunshine yet. Let's see, over the weekend, I uh, headed on out to the haystack, and I met up with Ronnie and Betty and company and had a nice visit. We went out to a local diner and we managed to catch a bite to eat with Aunt Gwen and her daughters. It was a nice little visit and we hadn't done that in a while. Normally we try to get together, if not during the holidays, yes I said holidays, or uh, we try to get together for birthdays in January as the Star Sage family has a few, but this year that just didn't seem to work out. You see, Aunt Gwen is getting close to retirement years. She's a, a senior now and is living in a smaller place. And uh, is at the mercy of her daughters, it would seem, or at least when she's wanting to stay out later, that is. So this year we weren't able to get together for the birthday celebrations in January as we used to in years past. But uh, we had a nice little time at this family diner. It's a place that uh, mom and dad, my mom and dad, Mama and Papa Star Sage, used to enjoy when they were still with us. Once upon a time, it used to be a telephone office or a uh, part of the phone company. It was a place where they had the operators in the days of old, a switchboard. And uh, in its earlier days, it was actually in the building, the original building that the telephone company had occupied. But somewhere in the 90s, there was a tragic fire that claimed much of that, including some of the historical old black and white photos of the day and uh, what was essentially museum pieces they had an old switchboard and a headset and 
Nowadays, they just retain the name that they once had. And uh, anyone who were to pass through the doors in more recent years probably couldn't tell you the history of the namesake. So, uh, it's just a little sad that that part of the history is lost. At another point in time, they might have actually had themed menu items that would hint at the earlier days, but nowadays they're just simply known for a variety of a baked good, a, uh, an appetizer in the sort for their restaurant. It's a, it's a sticky bun. It's like a big cinnamon bun, and it's fluffy, and it's known for being generous portioned at this place, so those are sort of one of their trademarks. As it was also uh, because of its operator years, known to be a place that people got together to to have a talk. And I do believe that in the 80s at least, when I was a little boy, they may have kept a phone booth or two for nostalgia's sake. And I do think that in those days at least, the phone may have actually been working. Yes, a landline. How gauche, I know. Anyways, we had a nice visit with Aunt Gwen and our cousins and uh, one of Betty's nephews, or or, sorry, my nephew, her son, was able to make the trip. And uh, it was a nice change as this nephew normally works Sunday, so he doesn't get to spend time with family that often. And I had Aunt Gwen share one of her stories from when she was a young lady in her first marriage in her 20s. And uh, as my nephew is interested in in older cars, it was a nice little story to share with him as the story involved a winter drive on a steep hill with an older classic car. And... uh, Essentially, it ended up with Aunt Gwen having to ask for a ride and accepting one from a couple of truck drivers who may or may not have believed that such a young lady was telling the truth when she said her husband was waiting for her at the top of the hill that she'd broken down on. (laughs) And I remember this story being told to me for the first time when uh, my grandmother had passed away, Aunt Gwen's mom, we were sitting in the living room of that house, going through old photos, and Aunt Gwen was inspired at the time to retell this story. I think maybe she might have located a picture or two of her during that marriage that reminded her of those times, but nonetheless, It was a nice opportunity for her to retell that adventure with someone who could appreciate the antics of an older car having trouble. I had a a sensible lunch. I had a 
a buffalo chicken wrap. Essentially, it's just breaded chicken that has some hot sauce. And uh, considering the ruralness of the restaurant, there was no chance that it would be authentic or anything approaching the spiciness that you would have in somewhere like Oslo, where we we tend to celebrate our uh, seasonings. I had some coleslaw with that, and uh, Betty asked our cousin, because she might have had more experience with coleslaw, what the difference between coleslaw and sauerkraut was. And I just had to have a laugh because knowing that my cousin has a grandmother of Polish descent, I thought I would take the opportunity to have fun at Betty's expense and tell her that it's not nice to ask our cousin just simply because her grandmother was Polish. (laughs) Not that she had any more experience with matters involving cabbage, but... uh, I quickly explained that, at least in my understanding, the difference between coleslaw and sauerkraut is that one is pickled and one is made with mayonnaise. Anyways, it was a nice visit, as I said. The time passed by quickly, and before we knew it, it was time to head on home. I got home not terribly too late, but certainly close to dinner time for hubby and I so we didn't have as early an evening as I might have liked but poor Tommy hubby's bestie he came through town hoping to connect with some friends as he was expecting to go to a local science fiction convention and the friend that he was supposed to be meeting up with during his visit was home in bed sick. So, it didn't end up working out for Tommy to be able to go to the event as the tickets weren't yet picked up and were being held. So I suppose in some small regard, it might have been a relief to Tommy as he had worked on a costume to wear to the convention and maybe wasn't quite fully sure that he had finished his efforts of making it so but uh, still it ended up with him not being able to go to the event that he had traveled hours from the great white north up in Fort Maple to attend and had I had arrived at home earlier we might have tried to have had a special evening that might have involved having a dinner out but that wasn't to happen it wasn't in the cards unfortunately but as I teased a moment uh, in my last episode we watched a 2016 sci-fi drama basically a drama just set in space starring Chris Pratt and it also starred Jennifer Lawrence. And uh, I uh, I misspoke when I said that I thought Simon Pegg was in the cast as a bartender. 
It was actually a Mr. Michael Sheen, who is a actor of British descent. So uh, I was wrong there, but uh, he does bear a striking resemblance to a young Simon Pegg. Anyways, Passenger was a beautifully done film. Lots of sleek, modern sets. And it reminds me of a video game that might have been inspired by it. There is a similarly themed game involving space travel and colonization and hibernation called Mass Effect Andromeda. And uh, any of you with a more recent gaming console may have already tried this game. I am uh, a portion of the way through it and have enjoyed it, but I need to pick that up again. And as we move forward into the week here, Hubby and I are getting our homework in. We're getting ready for this Friday's live show of Matinee Minutia, where we're going to be talking about the 90s live-action superhero show. It's a kid's show. It's kind of an import in that it was inspired by a Japanese TV show called Super Sentai, S-E-N-T-A-I. I don't know the exact translation, but what it became in the U.S. was the Power Rangers. And, uh, The Power Rangers has been on television in one form or another for the past 15 years. Yes, I said 15, one, five. So um, the earlier episodes, at least, were essentially just an English translation, an American version of the Japanese show. And quite uh, conveniently, the costumes for the superheroes covered the mouths So you wouldn't be able to tell if the spoken word matched up with the real actor or not. (laughs) But yes, uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll speak a little bit more about the rest of the week. And there'll be more talk of Power Rangers. And here we are in the latter half of the week. It's been slow going here at the candy shop. There's been a few goings on, uh, minor disturbances, and management feels that after the little commotion we've had, we had a leaky roof, we had apparently a rodent in an upper floor of a building, and after all is said and done, they're going to try to ply us with food. Yes, management thinks they can just buy us off. And I'd say that's probably, probably, because someone decided to phone in maybe not such an anonymous report with the folks over at OSHA, you know, the Occupational Safety Hazard Association. And uh, they decided to say that uh, it doesn't feel safe working in our building, which goes without saying, I guess, because we were 
a few years back, siphoned, funneled, transferred from a beautiful, taller building built in the 90s to, well, a rat hole that was built during World War II. So my dear peer, my friend, my coworker Elise, decided to nickname tomorrow's offering as Squirrel Pizza. Mmm, tasty vittles, as uh, Granny on uh, the Beverly Hillbillies might have said. (laughs) Uh, Essentially, we're getting food brought in in thanks for patience and uh, management's attempts to deal with the recent disturbances. And so now I am heading home from my work day at the candy shop. And it's a beautiful blue sky out. The sun is setting behind me. And the dash is reading 60. Yes, I can hardly believe my eyes. 60 degrees. Now, if it weren't so windy, I would have the window down for you to hear this. Hear that? Hear that? (laughs) That was the wind. So, in just a couple of days, you'll uh, be sure to join us, won't you, for our April 19th live episode of Matinee Minutia. We're going to be revisiting some of our childhoods. Now, I was a a late 80s boy. I'd consider myself more of an early to mid 90s kid. And uh, somehow I managed to miss the boat on this one. Perhaps because I was already in high school, but we're going to be discussing the 93 Fox Kids live-action superhero show Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I and Hubby have caught a few episodes. We've been digging deep on the trivia. And uh, Hubby Billy will be joining us for that episode. So we'll go over to Matinee Minutia M-I-N-U-T-I-A-E dot com Click on Discord to enter our chat room. The show is live at 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Some of the other things that I remember from the 90s growing up. Well, we didn't have much in terms of television. Not quite Apple Country. Well, actually, the Haystack is where I call my old neighborhood growing up. We basically, basically, we had basic cable. We didn't have any of the movie channels, except during the winter months, Mom felt bad for Dad knowing that he couldn't do any work outside in the yard, so he was able to have a movie channel in the winter months. But in my high school years, junior high or so, 
we got a very cool station for us teenagers. We got Nickelodeon. And what was great about that was that it brought us so many of the fun kids programs that inspired silliness, inspired imagination. We had the Canadian recorded kids program that was a variety show. And uh, it was called You Can't Do That on Television. This was a cast that in later years included uh, pop artist Alanis Morissette. Now, of course, this was in the early days of her teen years, so she wasn't quite singing and dancing for you, but it had a cast of characters that included boys and girls of all ages, and uh, it was all situation comedy skits, sort of like Saturday Night Live, if you will, if it were an all-kids cast. And uh, they had scenes ranging from what happened at the dinner table to after school and uh, sometimes during school, as well as the local hangout, the diner, and the video arcade, which of course is something that was more popular in those days. We uh, we had only just started having the gaming consoles available to us. I mean, the, the Atari 2600 had come out in the 80s. Not everyone had one of those. I remember my folks managed to get one from Sears. Yes, Sears! Back when they had a catalog you could order from. And that was Dad's favorite pastime when he wasn't watching his movies during the winter months but uh, in the 90s people still went to video arcades and uh, it was the heyday of the Super Nintendo system and this Canadian show had uh, a few topics that weren't quite uh able to make it past the censors. Um, <laughs> if you look up You Can't Do That on Television, they had a very famous episode where they made fun of themes surrounding adoption, and uh, parts of that episode never made it to television. Anyways, uh, some of the other things that I enjoyed from the 90s were the uh, show with a young Melissa Joan Hart that would later on be the star of Sabrina, the comedy, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She originated a role on Nickelodeon in a show called Clarissa Explains It All. And that was a show about a teenaged girl and her boy best friend. And she would often write in her journal, talk about her day, sort of a precursor to uh, this show, to podcasting.
some of the other things from the 90s. Aside from, you can't do that on television, and Clarissa explains it all, there were no shortage of game shows that let the kids get down and dirty and win prizes. I remember we used to get a channel from New York City on our cable system, Channel 11, WPIX. It had a show called Steam Pipe Alley. Now, I think that actually started in the 80s, but it had a very young Mario Cantone, who's well-known for doing his impersonations of Liza Minnelli these days and being a semi-regular guest on Gilbert Godfrey's colossal something-or-other podcast. Momentary pause for a bite of my Think Thin protein bar. I'm running errands after work, and I didn't want to succumb to a handful of Cadbury eggs. Yes, I know, some of you find them disgusting. I don't like the newer cat the newer caramel or chocolate varieties. I like the originals. And yes, they are quite sweet, so it's not something I have regularly. But this is a Think Thin bar, which is a protein bar that is lower in sugar. It's actually made with, um, I think it's stevia. It's a uh, sugar alcohol, so the body metabolizes it and there's no sugar actually absorbed. This is a brownie crunch flavor Think Thin bar. So it's, it's like a thick chocolate brownie. But it's better for you than a, a Snickers bar or uh, one of my favorites, Reese's Cups. Nickelodeon also had its own game show called Double Dare. And Double Dare allowed children and their family members later on to compete for prizes, all the while making a mess during physical challenges, is what they were called. Kind of like gym class and being dared to see how many sit-ups you could do or push-ups. What's interesting is the host of Double Dare, Mark Summers, who later on became more well-known on the Food Network as being the host of the show Unwrapped, which showed you how your favorite snack foods and candies are made. Mark Summers was the host of Double Dare back in the 90s. And in more recent years, has released a book, an autobiography. And uh, it had an admission, a confession, that he secretly suffered from obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, which normally means that he is one of many who is a neat freak. Now, forgive me for that term. I know that OCD is the proper category, the proper classification, but 
he had a struggle in his days as host of Double Dare because he didn't like messes. So those are just some of my memories of the 90s. And uh, Power Rangers is something that I kind of missed the boat on because, well, it seemed that it appealed more to younger audiences as I was actually an uncle at an early age. I became an uncle at 11. So while the show did appeal to folks like my nephews, who were probably elementary or middle school aged at the time, um, I also remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles around that period, which I actually come to find out aired in uh, the time slot an hour or so just before Power Rangers. So, why don't you drop by and weigh in on the conversation? Were you a 90s kid? Or were you like me? Uh, Were you too old to appreciate the Power Rangers? Either way, this is just the one of the first of many listener requests. And if you have a favorite movie or TV show that you would like to talk about or have us talk about on Matinee Minutia, why don't you give me an email? I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. See if you can remember. Okay, folks, I'm going to get this released early, so maybe you can hear it in time to catch the show. Hope to see you in the audience. Kisses from the carriage. That's all for now. Bye-bye. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net.